We may appear calm, cool, and collected on the outside, but sometimes on the inside, it's a different story. Today on Women of Excellence, we've got Amber Fletcher from Fletcher's Original Corny Dogs, and she's going to share some of her secret struggles. We'll be with us. Stay right back. A woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. Will be with us. If you caught that right before break, you may have noticed what I meant to say is stay with us. So if you're wondering if I ever get nervous and have fumbles, the answer is yes. And today, I think maybe I have a little bit of anxiety because I'm not anxiety, but maybe just super excited and like that nervous excited because today's topic is going to be awesome. I think oftentimes as women, you see the total package outside. Oh, they've got the hair, they've got the jacket, they've got the career. They must not have any struggles. But one thing I know to be true is we all have a story, but few of us are brave enough to share it. And Amber, I am so grateful that you are here with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to share my story. Yeah, and Amber, today I asked you to come and not share the typical parts, which is how did you get to be the Fletcher's corny dog heiress and tell us all about corny dogs. We can talk about that yeah. too. But I asked you to maybe share some of those not so public parts. And why did you agree to do that? I've always loved and shared the family story of Fletcher's Corny Dogs, but I just in the last couple of years have been wanting to share my own personal journey and some of the over um, the things I've had to overcome. And you were an opportunity, and I just couldn't say no. We are so grateful. And so today I'm just going to ask you, will mm -hmm. you share a little bit of your story? And really from an early age, I think there's stuff that people don't know. Yeah, I you know I was born into the Fletcher's Corny Dog family, but what a lot of people don't know is that I was adopted. And I was adopted because my biological mother was very young and she wanted me to have a better life. So she found an amazing family that um, really wanted a child. And so while I was given up for adoption out of love, given into a family that wanted a child so bad to love, mm. I have struggled from a young age of just not feeling loved mm. and feeling like I was thrown away. And even as a small child, I would tell my mother, I feel like a broken toy that no one wants and that was thrown away. And even though they loved me and provided everything I could have need, you know, a roof over my head, food in my belly, and, you know, endless hugs. I still felt um, kind of like I was trash mm. because who could give away a child who already made up their mind that they didn't want me? And so even at 33, I still often go through, why does no one want me? And, and it's, it's a struggle even now, even though I, I have beautiful friends and family and a great career and uh, anything is at my fingertips, but I still struggle with, I don't, I don't feel wanted a lot. Uh, and that's something I have to work through. 
because I know that it's a lie because I am wanted and I am loved. I'm cherished. And, um, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what he is trying to do is to steal those memories, um, dreams, visions, all of that. And so you mentioned sometimes you feel unwanted and that's something that you have to overcome. What are some practical ways that you talk yourself through that? Right. One of the biggest things with feeling um, worthless, not enough, unwanted, is just really having to talk about or to think, you know, the thoughts that I'm having that make me not feel good about myself or that make me feel, you know, sad. I have to really evaluate those thoughts. Are they true? Where do they come from? Do they come from God? Do they come from an experience in my past? Can I evaluate this thought and can I choose to reject it and to not assign emotion to it? It may not make me feel good. It may be true. It may not be true. But can I just reject it and can I just accept God's truth, which is that I am wanted, loved, cherished, known, formed, specifically made to be who I am today. So I have to really just take a minute think that thought, I don't feel good enough. Well, am I good? Well, I just, I got a degree. I do have a family. I do have, you know, friends. I, I have a happy life. So can I reject I'm not good enough? And can I accept that I am good enough right now? And now you're putting yourself out there more. I am. Mm -hmm. You are speaking, you're kind of on a media campaign. And with being out there more, what feelings has that brought up? Really, it's only, it's been great feelings because I am doing what I've always wanted to do since I was young, which is to use my experiences in my journey to share with other women in hopes of encouraging them being the person I needed then that I may or may not have had. And it's really been amazing because it was dreams inside my heart that I didn't think I was good enough to have, mm -hmm. I was worthy enough to have, that I was even capable of doing. I was so shy. I had a horrible speech impediment as a child, and to speak in front of people would be unheard of. And to be able to do those things and to be confident and capable to do them, uh, I mean, it's a dream come true. And so if you know who Amber is, and if you're in Texas, I'm sure you have heard of Fletcher's Original Corny Dogs. They are the number one food item sold at the State Fair of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, and now you guys are really expanding your business, right? So you've got a food truck and you're doing lots of really cool things. But what I heard Amber say was she wasn't feeling good enough. She had had these dreams as a child and push them aside. And how many of us have done that? If you saw my post on Facebook this week at Real Janae Hill, I showed pictures of me at an early age with a microphone. Um, but I gave that up and did corporate America for many years because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, and so how have you, you know, you talked about taking each thought captive, mm -hmm. but what are some other ways that you have really overcome those fears of not being good enough and feelings? Some ways I believe I, I have been in counseling. I also from time to time have used a life and leadership coach. And so I've had a really great support system. I've had a really great support system of friends and women in my church, uh, my mother. And so I think it's just having, you know, community and a group of people to help encourage you, push you along, um, 
to say, you know, I've been where you are and, and, you know, I overcame it this way, or you're going to get through it as well. I think if anything, just that little glimmer of hope that you can do something that makes that fire of that, um, that dream burn inside you even brighter to where like you become desperate that I am going to make this happen. I don't care how I feel, what lies I believe I am going to make this happen. And, and then once you see yourself do it, I think your confidence builds and then you feel, I mean, you can do anything at that point. When I'm working with women and women of excellence, we talk a lot about being comfortably uncomfortable, mm -hmm. which is pushing yourself where, you know, you didn't think that you would go. Um, and the second thing, I think it's important for each of us to remember, Bob Bodine says, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And how many times do we stay in friendships that are maybe really not the best for us? And that can affect what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our abilities. Absolutely. I think um, if you are in um, a crowd of people or you have a group of friends, um, I mean, it can bring you down. If you go and you're excited about something and then they just, why are we talking about you? It's like, well, I just accomplished something really big. I just want to settle in it for five minutes. <laughs> I think five hours when, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I think what's awesome is that real friends will celebrate you right. and, and know what's important to you and that you're stepping out there doing what you were called to do. Well, and I'm sharing things that are incredibly vulnerable. My yeah. adoption story is, it's um, not something I talked about a lot. I didn't want people to look at me differently because I was adopted. Um, you know, I don't feel that way now, but I still am very vulnerable with um, my story and, you know, I think Brene Brown said something about how, like, not everyone deserves to hear your story. Mm. And so I have been a little bit cautious with who I share it with. Yeah. And thank you very much for sharing it with us. And my heart has always been, let's take off the mask mm -hmm. to really open that door to freedom and healing. And so if you're out there and there's something you haven't shared, we would encourage you to share it because then it loses its power of just kind of taking away some of those dreams that we have. Maybe it also kind of loses the power of what it's doing to our feelings. Um, Amber, you've also had a part to your story, another part that was huge and you were kidnapped. Yeah. When I was 21 years old, I, I went home one morning. I stayed at my mother's house the night before. And when I went home the next morning, um, three men were waiting in my house for me. And I don't want to go into the details, but you know, I basically was, was kidnapped, taken from my home, held for ransom for about 13 hours before the FBI and the Texas Rangers found the location that they had me hidden at. And you know, I thought that was the worst day of my life. And then the next day came and the next day. And there were so many months that I, I wish that I hadn't survived because mm. the, the fear, the trauma, uh, the guilt, so many things that affected me, not just for months, but that went on for many years. Um, but one thing that happened with that experience, you know, I obviously would never wish any harm on anyone ever, but the closeness that that brought me to God, if people could experience that, that is something I wish people could experience because when people say, you know, what if he's not real? I don't have any proof. I'm like, go into a desperate situation mm -hmm. where you are at, you know, the end of your rope, you know, you've fallen down as far as you can go. And when you look up and he's there for you and, and I mean, that closeness that I had, but you know, I, I spent many years very traumatized, very fearful. It was hard to trust a lot of people. Um, that's why I ended up going to counseling because I wanted to overcome it. 
I didn't want to live a life of fear. But the biggest thing is, remember at the time, Elizabeth Smart, her story yeah. was out. Yep. And her story gave me so much hope. Maybe I can be normal again. Maybe I can have a family. And so with my story, my hope is also to share with women that you're not alone. And even if it's not the same situation, we experience the same feelings, whether it's fear, doubt, um, hopelessness, and that there is a way out. There is hope. There is a future. You know, God promises us a future and a plan and we can know that it's going to, it's going to be good and work for that. So if anything, I just want someone to know they're, they're not alone and that there is hope and to get into a community, you know, and to, to get close to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just, as I was reading about your kidnapping, the other part that struck me is that then people were questioning you and your family. Mm -hmm. And I think how it was already a bad enough situation but I think that is just the evil in the world today. We can be brutal, you know. Well, it's unfortunate how the media likes to spin things yep. to get a good story. I've seen that just this past year with um, the current lawsuit my family's in when just a lot of the titles and information are completely inaccurate. And it just it makes a better story no matter who it's hurting. And unfortunately, that even happened with my kidnapping. The word I think of when I think about you is just brave, Thank you. Um, brave and whole. And so um, stay with us. We're going to come back and we're going to invite Dr. Shannon Crawford into the conversation. And she's kind of going to give us the head part to what sometimes goes into our heart, whether it's with traumatic situations or some things that we've had from our childhood. Plus, if you were one of the ones who nominated a nonprofit for my birthday, we're going to be doing a drawing. Send us your comments at Real Janae Hill. We'll be right back. yourself, gain insight, support others, be challenged, and leave feeling better than when you came. To see if Women of Excellence is a good fit for you, email me at info at Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. And we're back as I am seeing if you're commenting. So please, we want to hear your comments, your questions at Real Janae Hill. Welcome back to Women of Excellence. We are inviting Dr. Shannon Crawford to be a part of this conversation. Dr. Crawford, welcome. Thank you. So, oh, you just heard a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so can you kind of give us your thoughts, your perspective on that? Absolutely. Um, so I'm really impressed, Amber. Your story is so authentic and so real. Thank you for your courage to share that. Um, I was touched. I was listening. Um, so we know that there's a lot of layers that trauma can get stored in. And so there's the unconscious and the conscious mind. And when that is held inside, then there can become symptoms. And so those can become somatic where it comes out in our dream state. It can come out in physical health conditions. It can come out in intrusive thoughts. And I don't know what your experience was, but our physiology is so wired with trauma. And there's a great book called um, The Body Keeps the Score of the full impact of how much trauma trauma 
um, is held within, and we go through shock denial, and then we have to go through layers and layers of actually processing the grief. And because there's so much lag effect, many people don't realize that some of those latent symptoms can actually be tied back to an event like that. It's probably easier because you're an adult and you knew that was a big event and you knew to probably go to counseling mm -hmm. earlier than many people. Um, unfortunately, anybody out here who's gone through trauma, there's a possibility that some of yours might be older trauma and those symptoms can come out like anxiety or depression. And that can be really painful because you don't know why you're feeling it. And anytime you say in your brain, I don't know why I'm feeling this, but then you know it's coming from somewhere inside. And so it's an unconscious process. Those um, memories, emotions, feelings, sensations. And so people might start feeling lethargic. They might start feeling overwhelmed and unable to do life. They might start feeling anxious or having panic attacks. And these are actually really common symptoms with irritability um, and everything that is tied to trauma. And so I'm just very impressed that you are where you are and you're now in this place that you can share and encourage with others. Thank you. Well, it took a lot of work to get <laughs> sure. to a place like this. Absolutely. I once heard that there are two types of people in the world, those in therapy and those who need to be in therapy. <laughs> and I am a big believer in counseling and mm -hmm. just having that outside perspective. Absolutely. You know, and um, for me, certainly my faith in the Lord is at the helm and yeah. I need some practical tools and sometimes that outside perspective. To, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, Dr. Crawford, if there are folks out there and maybe to Amber's point earlier, they are maybe a little bit afraid to share mm -hmm. or they feel like they can't and they need to have wisdom in mm -hmm. who they share with, what suggestions would you give them? Absolutely. I think a big part of it is there is survival guilt and that's actually an illusion of control. To carry shame that I have survived trauma is a defense response because at least I can control me. It's a lot more threatening to feel like I live in an unsafe world where bad things can just happen. So one of the defense responses is to then say, well, if I should have just not been here, or if I should have done this, or if I hadn't have done this, and somehow turn it against ourselves that somehow the trauma or the event was my fault, then that's a defense response so that I don't have to live with the fear that bad things could just happen at any point and that I don't feel control for that. And so that's one of the hardest things is overcoming that initial shame and false responsibility and guilt where everything inside of you is saying, keep it inside. Don't tell anyone. They'll look at you and somehow blame you. So you might as well just blame yourself and keep it inside. And then you'll never have that worst case scenario of somebody pointing at you and saying, really, it was your fault. And I would say that that's the accuser. We need to very much overcome and override that voice because you do need to bring it in the light. And the way to process it is to now put the emotion back together with the event where the cognition and the affect are not processed together. And that's where you get closure and the brain is no longer fragmented and scattered. Now you have emotion attached with the event versus all of a sudden feeling panic, all of a sudden feeling dread, walking into a room and feeling like insecure and small. And I don't know where these emotions are coming from. That's because there's unprocessed emotion where a lot of people are intellectualized, which is a defense response where internally I can tell my story. And I did that in my own life for many years where I could tell my story. I could tell all the trauma that I'd been through, but I'd never actually grieved it and processed the emotion. So I also had a lot of anxiety and eating disorder and depression and all these other symptoms. And until I put it back together, the emotion with the event, now all of a sudden those issues I'd been dealing with for years were gradually starting to remit naturally without a bunch of willpower and trying to whack it down. Like whack-a-mole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Amber, what advice would you give a woman who's maybe afraid to share her story or she's got some parts that she hasn't processed through yet? 
Well, I think if it's, you know, a traumatic situation, you know, seeking a professional to just help um, maybe understand those feelings and, and where to place them. Um, and the biggest thing for me was with my counselor, she would remind me all the time that um, this is temporary. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that I'm not going to be in this state forever, mm -hmm. that I'm going to okay. move past this, this isn't going to last forever. Knowing it's temporary helped me so much. Um, really seeking some type of professional help and share your story with them where you're in a safe, comfortable place mm -hmm. before maybe sharing it with someone that might have some kind of backlash or something mm -hmm. negative or mm -hmm. just unsupportive that might make you want to draw back in. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have healed, you know, then maybe in a few years you can be on a podcast sharing <laughs> your story with who knows how many women and, and making, you know, hopefully a move with someone. If you have been inspired by what you've heard today, we would love you to share this podcast. Um, there's a statistic that shows that 83% of women are inspired by hearing other women's stories, but it is a much smaller percentage of women who would have the courage to share. So Amber, thank you for being a part of that smaller percentage who will bravely share your story. I appreciate that. Um, one thing that we like to do at Women of Excellence is kind of wrap the show with a bow. And I think especially today when we've been talking some hard topics. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to close with one of my favorite things to do. Ziggy, can you roll our last segment, please? We want to hear from you what you're thankful for and what you're proud of. So we want to know what are you thankful for and what are you proud of? And so I'll start. Um, you know, Amber, I am thankful for women like you who will be brave and be vulnerable. Um, and I'm proud of having the courage to circle back with you. I actually interviewed Amber before, and I just walked out of that interview going, there was so much and a different story that I wanted to tell. And so I'm proud of reaching back out to see if we could do that today. What are you thankful for and proud of? <laughs> um, I'm so thankful that you did have me back on the show. Um, you gave me an opportunity to share the story that I've been wanting to share for a very long time mm -hmm. on a platform that was more than I could have imagined. So thank you. And what's one thing you're proud of? I'm proud that I was kidnapped in 2008. It's 2020. I'm proud that I'm at a place to share my story mm. that I never thought I'd be here. Awesome. Well, if you want to book a great speaker, Amber is available. So you can find her at Amber Fletcher. And again, thank you for tuning in today. Before we go, Amber, for my birthday, I had people nominate their favorite nonprofit and charity of choice. And what I'm going to do is actually do some branding work for them um, and also tell their story for free through a video. So you're going to okay. get to draw the winning... Very exciting. I know. I love getting She can be bribed. <laughs> and the okay. winner is... Dun, 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 dun. Brain Recovery Project. Aww. So Brain Recovery Project, you need to contact me within 30 minutes. Otherwise, we're going to have to pick another winner. So thanks for listening. Follow us at Real Janae Hill. And until next time, be blessed. <laughs>